For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. President Biden has opened a global climate summit with an ambitious pledge to cut U.S. fossil fuel emissions in half by the end of the decade when compared to 2005 levels. The United States sets out on the road to cut greenhouse gases in half, in half by the end of this decade. That's where we're headed as a nation. And that's what we can do if we take action to build an economy that's not only more prosperous, but healthier, fairer, and cleaner for the entire planet. Biden said the U.S. goal is to reach net zero emissions economy-wide by no later than 2050. But environmental groups are demanding the U.S. go farther, faster. The Center for Biological Diversity said a pledge to cut emissions 50 percent by 2030 simply isn't big enough to meet the massive scale of the climate emergency and says the U.S. should cut emissions by at least 70 percent by 2030. The Sunrise Movement said the science is clear. If the U.S. does not achieve much, much more by the end of the decade, it will be a death sentence for our generation and the billions of people at the front lines of the climate crisis in the U.S. and abroad, said the Sunrise Movement. The family of 20-year-old Dante Wright is preparing for his funeral today. It will come just days after guilty verdicts were handed down for the former Minneapolis police officer whose killing of George Floyd set off nationwide protests. A white veteran Brooklyn Center police officer fatally shot Wright on April 11th during a traffic stop. The former police chief said it appeared that the officer used her gun mistakenly instead of her taser. Former officer Kim Potter is charged with second-degree manslaughter. Another protest last night following the fatal police shooting of 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant. An officer shot her after the teen swung a knife first at one woman and then a second who was pinned against a car. In North Carolina, protesters are demanding the release of police body cam footage after a sheriff's deputy shot and killed Andrew Brown while serving a search warrant. Keith Rivers is head of the local NAACP. People are feeling tired, people are frustrated, and people want this to stop. And the only way it's going to stop is if we first have transparency, because transparency brings about trust. And when you have trust, then we can move forward in the march and the fight for justice. Authorities would not provide details of the shooting, but an eyewitness said that Andrew Brown Jr. was shot while trying to drive away and that deputies fired at him multiple times. Witness said the car skidded out of Brown's yard and eventually hit a tree. The North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation is taking over the probe and will turn over its results to the district attorney. The DA says he won't make any decisions about possible charges until the investigation is complete. The House is expected to vote for a second time to grant statehood to Washington, D.C. The legislation would create the new state of Washington Douglas Commonwealth with one representative and two senators. A tiny sliver of land, including the White House, the U.S. Capitol and the National Mall, would remain as a federal district. The measure is expected to pass easily in the House and be sent to the Senate, where the real fight awaits in the evenly divided chamber. An identical statehood bill passed the House last year but quickly died in the then-Republican-controlled Senate. Supporters say D.C. statehood is a racial justice issue. Although Washington, D.C. is no longer majority black, it would become the state with the highest proportion of black residents. D.C. has a larger population than Vermont and Wyoming, but its delegate, Eleanor Holmes Norton, cannot vote in the House.
The House of Representatives has approved a bill aimed at barring immigration orders like former President Trump's controversial Muslim travel ban. Christopher Martinez reports. In his first week in office, then-President Donald Trump issued an executive order commonly known as the Muslim Travel Ban, barring people from mainly Muslim-majority countries from entering the U.S. President Joe Biden rescinded that ban in his first week in office. Now the House of Representatives has approved a bill to bar such executive orders in the future. The bill's author, Democrat Judy Chu of California, chairs the Congressional Asian Pacific American Caucus. She presented her No Ban Act on the House floor, saying Trump's ban was needless, wrong, and cruel. While preserving a president's ability to respond to national emergencies like pandemics, this bill amends the Immigration and National Act to require that any future travel ban is based on credible facts and actual threats. The No Ban Act passed on a nearly party-line vote of 218 to 208. It goes next to the Senate. I'm Christopher Martinez. I'm Eileen Alfandari for Pacifica Radio.